Walk with the King podcast is excited to share with you a new series we're calling Grow Your Gratitude, a hand-picked collection of 10 broadcasts celebrating the season of giving thanks. We're grateful for radio friends like you. If you'd like to help support this podcast, please visit walkwiththeking.org slash donate. Thank you for listening. All right, thank you very much, and hello again, dear radio friends. How in the world are you? You doing all right? Oh, I'm fine. I'm so glad to feel good and be filled with the joy of the Lord, and so grateful for the privilege of opening God's Word and sharing it with you, my precious friends. Turn with me again, if you will, to Colossians. We're looking at Colossians 1.11. He said, the, the evidence of God's power in your life is not the fireworks and the pyrotechnics and the noise, but it's patience and big-heartedness. And then he says, it's joyfulness. Unto all patience and long-suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks unto the Father. Patience, long-suffering, joy, thanksgiving. These are the evidences of God's power. Why? Because each of them takes a miracle in certain circumstances. Joyfulness, of course, is is more than happiness. You know the difference. There's an old British chorus that is out of vogue. I haven't seen or heard it for many years. The words of which partly go something like this. I'm happy when everything happens to please, but happiness comes and goes while the soul that is stayed on Jesus the Savior ever with joy o'erflows. Happiness happens, but joy abides in the heart that is stayed on Jesus. Beautiful sentiment there, isn't it? Happiness happens. See, the word happy is related to our verb happen, which in turn is related to the idea of circumstances which please us. A little child is happy with a new toy, uh, but he or she is unhappy if the toy breaks and ceases to function. Happiness is related to the circumstances. It is our emotional reaction to what is going on in life at the time. Joy, however, is a deep, deep experience that is related not to circumstances, but to persons. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. A relationship with your Lord is that which produces joy. Whom having not seen ye love, Peter speaks of the Savior in these words. Whom having not seen ye love, in whom though now ye see him not yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Paul writes to his friends and he says, Therefore, my dearly beloved, my joy and crown. See, joy is based upon a working relationship with persons. And when the power of God is poured out in your life and in mine, there will be a right relationship then with our Lord and as a result, his joy. The Lord God in the midst of thee is mighty, sang the prophet. He will will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. God enjoys his saints 
we enjoy our Savior, and we enjoy one another because we've been bought with the precious blood of Christ and we belong to the family of God. You follow that? So he says, strengthened with the power of God unto joyfulness. All right, now, how do you approach this? Joy depends upon a right relationship with a wonderful person, the Lord Jesus Christ. It depends upon a right relationship with his provision of salvation. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. It depends upon a right relationship with his stated work. Go forth and and weepeth, bearing precious seed shall doubtless come again, rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him harvesting. It depends on a right relationship with with the will of God. I came to do the will of him that sent me. This my joy then is fulfilled. It depends upon a right relationship between your self-life and Christ. John the Baptist, when queried about the fact that the Lord Jesus was having bigger crowds than he, he said, a man can receive nothing except to be given him from above. He said the, the, the friend of the bridegroom doesn't have the bride, but the bridegroom is the, is the important man. And the friend of the bridegroom, I got my tang tangled up there, didn't I? The friend of the bridegroom stands by and hears the bridegroom's voice and rejoices greatly. This my joy, he says, is fulfilled. He must increase and I must decrease. The joy of the Lord depends upon a right relationship between your self-life, your ego, and Christ's lordship. Joy is a relationship. Now, it takes God's power, we have to tell each other, to produce and to maintain that kind of joy. In this connection, I always think of the memorial service that was held for our dear brother, the late Dawson Trotman. Doss, he was called by his friends taken from us by a tragic uh, boating accident uh, 30 years ago now, I guess. And uh, many of us who were his friends gathered for a memorial service at Glen Erie, the headquarters of the Navigators, of which he was the founder. And it was a victorious service, full of the hope that Christians have. And the center of, of all of that blessing was Lila Trotman, Doss's wife, as she greeted friends, as she stood by the casket, as uh, the service proceeded, you were aware of the serene faith that was hers, even in a moment of heartbreak. I was in charge of the press relations afterwards and spoke with some of the press. And one of the reporters asked a naive question. You see, the, the entire service had been one of victory and hope. There had been no note of despondency, no note of <clears throat> irretrievable sorrow. All that was said and done there was within the context of the believer's hope. We sorrow not even as those who have no hope, for we know that if Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him and so on. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. You know the passage there from First Thessalonians. That had been brought out. And the passage from 1 Corinthians, this corruptible must put on incorruption and so on. Oh, it was a great victorious service. So 
After it was over and we were talking to the press, here came this reporter with his naive, innocent question. He said, he said, Mr. Cook, does this group always believe in happy funerals? <laughs> does this group always believe in happy funerals? Well, yeah, I had to try to explain to him what it was all about. Happy is the wrong word there. Joy is the right word. Joy when your heart is breaking. Joy when your tears are falling. Joy when you've lost your job. Joy when a child grows more and more ill and finally dies. Joy when you can't see your way through and the only way is to look up and cry out to God. Joy unspeakable. Why? Because Jesus is there. That's why. Oh, do you know that, beloved? Do you know about Jesus in your heart and life when things are rough and you're hurting and your heart is heavy or breaking and your eyes are, 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 are running with tears and nothing seems to work right and nobody seems to understand? Do you know about joy then? This, dear friend, is the result of God's outpoured power in your life to be able to look up and say, God, I don't like it, but it's all right. I love you. Can you reach out by faith? Somebody needs this so bad today. I don't know who you are. but Somebody needs it so much. Can you reach out by faith, poor, hurting heart, and say, Lord Jesus, I want your joy. I want your presence. I want a right relationship with your will. I want to be what you want me to be. And if through all of this you can accomplish your work in my life, then do it. Oh, tell him that. And when you do, the joy of God will fill your soul. And the peace of God will calm your spirit. The power of God will nerve your faint endeavor until what you do has some good results. Oh, yes, it will. Joy is a person. Joy is a person. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. And that word full means full and running over. Not just full up to the top. Commercial says fill it to the rim. Not just to the rim, but to running over. Running over. What did the psalmist say? My cup runneth over. That's what he said. That will be true, beloved of you. Oh, yes, it will. You can have joy. Joy in the darkest hours. Joy in the golden purple dawn when you wonder whether you can live through another day. Joy in the noonday heat and struggle. Joy in the six o'clock sag when you feel like everything's falling apart. You're so tired. Joy when humanly you can't go on. Joy, because Jesus is there, and he's Lord, and he's enough, and you can make it with him. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ, who strengthens me. Joy. All right? Now, there's one other evidence of, of God's power, and that's thankfulness. It's strange that you, you need power to be thankful, isn't it? And yet there it is, giving thanks to the Father who has made us worthy to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son. And in him, in his dear Son, we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. 
giving thanks to the Father. Thankfulness is a vanishing virtue in in many areas, that's for sure. What have you done for me lately is the question, not only in the old New York joke, uh, you know that old wheeze about the fellow who had been so kind to the immigrant who then snubbed him. And when he complained, he, and he said, you, you're, not, you're not my friend anymore after all that I did for you. man said, well, sure, that's true, but what have you done for me lately? That seems, to be the, that seems to be the spirit of the age, doesn't it? Take all you can take, get all you can get. Don't worry about being thankful. I was chiding a friend of mine a good many years ago now. I suppose it would have been 30 or 40 years. <laughs> These things stick with me in my memory, however, because they're meaningful. And I was chiding him, and I said, look, you don't even say thank you to these people. Oh, he looked at me and he said, Bob, if you're producing, you don't have to bother with thank you notes. It's when you stop producing that you have to have to worry about that. <laughs> well, I didn't agree with him then, and I don't agree with him now. To be thankful is one of the evidences of God's presence in your life, and to be unthankful is one of the evidences of a God-less area in your life. The quarrel that God has with the heathen is not that they're heathen, but that they don't give him his place as God, nor are they thankful. Read that first chapter of Romans and hear God say, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations. Thankfulness is one of the evidences of God's presence in your life. Be thankful today, beloved. Dear Father, today, may thy power be poured out upon us for patience, long-suffering, joy, and thanks. Amen. Till I meet you once again, by way of radio, walk with the King today and be a blessing.